base. You're saying that he wanted to conceal that. What more logical conclusion is there? Did John Heckel have something to hide? The defense didn't offer an answer for that, and John Heckel says he doesn't remember much about those days. I don't recollect throwing anything like that up. The defense even suggested that Kathy Heckel may not have died on July 15, 1991. Did you really think she lived past that day? I certainly have a reasonable doubt as to whether she died that day. To support that theory, the defense introduced statements John Heckel made more than 20 years ago. In one, Heckel said he thought his wife may have siphoned thousands of dollars from a joint bank account. In another, he asked investigators if a woman pictured in a swingers magazine might be his wife. Is there any credible argument that Kathy Heckel squirreled away money, vanished, ran out on her husband and her family, and then posed for pictures that were put in a swingers magazine that anybody could have seen? I certainly don't think it has been disproven beyond a reasonable doubt that that could have occurred. On the stand, John Heckel said those decades-old statements had been the frantic musings of a desperate man. I was grasping anything I could think of to try to find out what happened to my wife. The defense conceded. Groves did go home that day to change his shirt, but said that was because he'd gotten dirty at the plant where he had to lead a tour for a group of children at three o'clock that afternoon. And that lunch hour trip home, they argued, simply made the prosecution's version of events even more unlikely. If you factored in all of the witnesses when they saw him at the plant, how does he have anywhere near enough time for him to have done what they claim he did? For 27 years, the question of what had happened to Kathy Heckel had hung over Lock Haven. Now it was up to a Clinton County jury to finally provide an answer. It was uh, contentious. Sean Sanford, a toddler at the time Kathy Heckel disappeared, was the jury foreman. The very first vote we took was 7-5-8-4 for guilty. I thought it was going to be the other way for acquittal. Why'd you vote for acquittal in that first vote? If you looked at every piece of evidence individually, you could poke holes in all of it, piece by piece. After breaking for the weekend, the jury returned on Monday morning, rested but still deadlocked. There was uh, one juror in particular who was voting for acquittal originally who couldn't get over the fact that he thought the prime suspect should be John Heckel. Over and over, jurors reviewed and discussed the evidence. Then, just before three that afternoon, jurors notified the judge they had reached a verdict. It, it was a nervous moment, absolutely. I, I was nervous, and we were all holding hands. On the charge of first degree or premeditated murder, the verdict was not guilty. Then, in what seemed to be a compromise decision, the jury found Groves guilty of third degree murder, which is legally considered a spontaneous act in the heat of the moment. You look at Groves during that time? No, I, I spent more time looking at Kathy's picture and crying. In a letter to Dateline, Lloyd Groves once again denied ever having had an affair with Kathy Heckel and said he'd been wrong.